Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest Communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. You know, it's a real hard time to be a Lions fan. It's it's tough, you know. When has it ever been a good time? To no, be a I mean it's fan? really, really tough right now. But um, even even though I am celebrating the fact that uh, Mister Rogers got kicked out of our neighborhood, but I I would like to thank a couple of NFL teams for getting my mind off of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Washington Commanders. Thank you, Indianapolis Colts. The Colts hired a high school coach. I'm so happy. You want to know what I call that move on their part? Uh, Clown assery. <laughs> I think they're setting themselves up for failure. You think so? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But uh, it they, is the most shameless tank of all time. Yeah. They've got a 30-year-old calling plays. This should be fun. And before we get to the meat of of this and I'm gonna I'm going to let Jordan throw this out. Welcome to Bronco Nation. I'm Jim, he's Jordan, and our, our two sponsors, one of them Zoman's best one, tire and auto care with locations in Kalamazoo and Portage Shop. Their online coupons and tire rebates at Zolmantire.com. As he mentioned, our second sponsor, that would be Sweetwater's time running out to uh get your donuts for your uh, football tailgates. There's only one more. There's one. That's it. Yeah. You could get them for your hockey and basketball tailgates, too. I could get them just to eat here in the studio. Anytime uh, here in Kalamazoo, Sprinkle Road, and on Stadium Drive in Kalamazoo. Now, off of, uh, uh, refresh my memory again. Uh, Beckley Road, Beckley and Capitol in Battle Creek. There you go. At the and, corner of Beckley and Capitol. And you can Creek. also uh, find them online, sweetwatersdonuts.com. McKinney used to bring them in all the time. Then someone on the staff emailed him. I'm not sure who, and he's not saying who. Says, "Stop doing that. You're you're making me fat." <laughs> I joke that he's trying to kill us all. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> you idiot. There's another J name that said it too. I think you can oh, guess that one. Take if you bring him in once in a while. What's the harm? Okay. Um. Yeah, let's 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 get to the other news bit that is keeping my mind off the Lions. This one has a lot of meat to it. Yes, this is breaking news as of 15, 20 minutes ago. And so, this and it's Thursday yes. afternoon. Yes, uh, the 9th of November. Mm-hmm. Day, uh, two days after. Anyway, move on. <laughs> move on. There are no political sponsors in our show. I'm happy to say that. Anyway. Nor will there ever be. Yeah, right. Um, Yes, like I said, breaking news from the Associated Press. The Attorney General for the District of Columbia says his office is filing a civil consumer protection lawsuit against the commanders, owner Dan Snyder, the NFL, and its commissioner, Roger Goodell. Should be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, from what but I, it, but it's a civil, it's a civil, so it's just it's monetary is all. Yeah, but there for. was oh here, Racine <clears throat> said the team and league violated DC consumers' rights based on what they knew about the organization's workplace misconduct, alleging Snyder lied about his knowledge of the situation. To make a long story short, Snyder's a dirtbag. If you haven't been able to 
find that out yet. Yeah, he's a dirtbag. And basically, he's being told to get out. Mm-hmm. Which, good riddance. See you later. Right. I hate to say that to people, but it, it is a known fact. I am not the only person saying that. He's like Sarver was out in Phoenix, or still is, for the Suns. Right. Just a terrible human being. Life, I'm telling you. Okay, uh, Broncos, the football season is still in gear, but our Mac West title hopes are gone. Toledo is now the Mac West champion in football. Ball hopes are gone too, right? I believe so. Um, everybody in the West is gone. Toledo won it. It's done. So, you know. Um, I, I went out to the game last night. McKinney worked the game. If you listened here on 106.5 Jack FM, you know that. Yeah. Um, I did not watch or go. Um, I, I went for the first half um, and then had to skate out. And I watched the second half uh, while flopped on my bed, hanging out, doing nothing. Just, oh my goodness. Got some work to do down the road. Uh, and of course there, there is the big fight going on, on that little stupid page that I happen to go to once in a while. That's saying, uh, Salopec should start the rest of the year and, um, and Borgay should be red shirted, which is a total and complete. It's too late. It's not only too late. <clears throat> it's like you've said. The transfer portal, pretty much, you pretty much kill that. Yeah, You'll lose him. Yeah, you redshirt him, and then he takes off in his redshirt year, and he's gone. Just like that. Bingo. I would keep him playing all the way through. Yes. And then if Salopak decides to hit the transfer portal, so be it. I I have a little more faith in in Boguer um, working the office over the next uh, couple of seasons than I do... uh, Salopec, to be honest with you. We've said this, Jim. We're not going to speculate about people's jobs, things like that. Right, right, right. It's just not our nature. But what I will tell you about this transfer portal stuff, let's get through the season first. Right. Because I think there's some things that could happen that could just completely change the trajectory of the offseason. Right. Again, I'm not going to give specifics, but uh, going up to Mount Pleasant and being on the wrong side of a bad game. Now you have that to, would not be good. You have to remember people. Central Michigan is pretty much on our level right now too. They're not having any success either. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. If it's a bad game, that's not a good look. No. No. And you you've got to put something up against Toledo. But and chance and odds are if the Rockets do what I think they're going to do, they may rest quite a few people. You might be able to steal and win. Might be able to, but, um, yeah. In fact, uh, I was checking out the crowd last night. <sighs> I'm just, I'm just why, why, why won't? That's, is that my pen? That's, I have no yeah, idea. That's my pen. Yeah, that's my pen. Thank you. Why won't people uh, support this team? Why There were maybe 5,000 people there. Maybe. 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 I know it's a Wednesday night. I know it's a work day the next day, but still. But what you're forgetting is the team's not very good. But still, 5,000. 30,000 seat stadium, and you have five grand. Yeah, but look at 
Look at how the season's if even gone. That, if even that. Look, look how the season's gone. Can you blame people for not? There's so many factors into this, Jim. There's money. There's time. Time is money. Money is time. Like, for some people, it doesn't pat. Like, the meter doesn't go up. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to go lo- watch a losing football team? Well, even Wings. Not of- everybody's a fanboy <clears throat> like yourself, my friend. Even Wings Event Center. Um, with the K-Wings, uh, in a bad year, the K-Wings will still sell out for their specialty games. Yeah, their promotions and stuff. Right. But they do a good job of doing some of that stuff. So maybe that's a discussion. Yeah. Maybe that's something that Western needs to think about. Yeah. I think Flex DJ might have blown out the speakers in that building, too, because, <laughs> wow. Oh, man. The one, the... <clears throat> Left corner of the end zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the Sealy Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that it's it's shredded. Yeah. So maybe that maybe that's part of it. The uh, and and Dan is already changing stuff up. He's trying to change the in-game experience. Mm-hmm. You know, he's already done a few things. There's probably more work to do. Well, and like I told you when I went to Lawson for the first time this year, that stadium or that arena looks different you know they did a lot of upgrades to the inside and they, banners and, and, and well, yeah they moved the banners yeah they, what they did. there's a bunch of new stuff there's new signage and logos and you right, know there's right. more work to be done here right i think dan is still wanting to put his stamp and imprint on this and don't even think about moving the team into a common center no no they stay in lawson just Rehab Lawson. It's not even that bad, though. No, it's not. Actually, it's not. Mm-mm. No, it's it's one of the tougher places to play because there's a lower ceiling. Yep. So it's loud. You put yeah, you get four thousand in there. It sounds like forty thousand. Yeah, it's loud. So, speaking of Lawson and our Western Hockey team, uh huh. Boy, do we have a big weekend. Ah uh, ha ha! I'll be here on the road. St. Cloud at the Herb Brooks National Ice Hockey Center in St. Cloud, Minnesota on Olympic ice. <sighs> I'm trying to take a deep breath there. Fourth this, rated in the country. This might play into our hands a little bit better this year because we are fast. Mm-hmm. And Olympic ice is a lot bigger than Lawson. So maybe that speed will work there. Before we get into this weekend series, can we take a minute to appreciate the man, the myth, the legend that is Jason Poland? You may. Wow. <laughs> wow. One word for you, Kalamazoo and Bronco Nation. Wow. Oh, one hat trick wasn't enough. Let's I'll, make I'll, it back to back. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Thank you all day. And he could have had a fourth goal, but no, you know what? Hey, Max. You put it in. <laughs> Just that's that's being a team right there. Jason looks good. Oh, we are we are good. I think he's going to be moving on to the next level. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I we've been preaching this, and we're going to keep preaching this, and hopefully the choir is listening. This team is good. This mm-hmm. team is better than advertised. We had question marks going in. Those question marks are gone. This team is good. Yes. They're not average. They're good. Now, we could tighten up the D a little bit more, but it is getting better. But then again, it was Miami. 
But you can't really sneeze on my. Yeah, you can sneeze on Miami. But <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking but about? They did Miami. N- but they did NCHC things to them. <laughs> you, they went out and did what you expect them to do <laughs> to a lesser opponent. Right. Put the foot on the throat. Mm-hmm. So it was like like you mentioned the red flags. They were they were warranted. You had a massive roster changeover. This was, you know, Coach Firstwild's real first big, you know, influx of recruits and stuff. But like you said, they've passed every test. And I think it's a lot like last year. You go out every single weekend in the NH or NCHC and they could quite possibly be the best team on the ice Mm -hmm. or at least be in a position to split. Mm -hmm. There were question marks. We thought the St. Cloud States of the world, the Denver's to me before the season, you couldn't mark those even as splits because we didn't know where we were. Now we know where we are. And I, and we know a little bit about where everyone else is, even though St. Cloud's number four, I don't think they're as strong as they've been in, in past years. You and I talked about it last weekend, Colorado college. Look at them kicking yeah. off NCHC play with a split <clears throat> against Minnesota Duluth. Right. Well, Duluth though is fighting. I think, the, I think Duluth isn't the same. I have a feeling we've got a, um, a bottom feeder here. You think? I think so. I do. I I really do. I haven't we haven't seen anything big out of Duluth this year. We haven't. And all of the scores that I've checked, I haven't seen Duluth on the positive end all that much. It's I it's just the NCHC has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think the benefactors are some of the other conferences, CCHA. You know, they're a little bit stronger now mm-hmm. than they were. Um, WC, or not WCHA, what am I talking about? Um, um, bah, uh, East Coast hockey, we don't really play much into Atlantic or East Coast, but the CCHA is, is pretty much where we like to compare ourselves against. A I, regional. I would say. Yeah, it's a regional thing. And I just think that the NCHC is not as strong, even though they are strong. I don't think they are as strong. We had another bit of an upset last weekend. Omaha splitting with North Dakota. Now, Omaha can be a pain. They can. So Uh, looking at the NCHC standings as of right now, Denver is 3-1. Three and one. I think that's an overtime win. So it is another. Yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. And and we do have this settled up for uh, future reference. In the past, um, the losing team used to get a kiss your sister point for um, losing an OT. Not now. No. No. Overtime win is just a win. It's a win flat out. An overtime loss is a loss flat out. You go to shootout. Now you're talking split. Uh, So there. And then trying to get the bonus point. Yes. So they Denver is first in the NCHC, uh, Western in second, with a perfect two and zero record in the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Dakota is third at one and one. We mentioned them before: Duluth one and one, Colorado College one and one, St. Cloud one and one, Omaha oh one and one, and Miami. You mentioned them digging themselves an early hole zero and four 
right now in the conference. What's your favorite wine? I want to go to Miami. I want to go to Miami. Okay, you're off. Miami, Oxford, Ohio, you go. See ya. You, you ain't getting Miami Beach out of this one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be a big weekend up in St. Cloud. If we can go up there and take two, I'm feeling really good. If we split, team. I'm happy. Yeah, but like I said, you take uh, both. Oh, 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 if we take two, we better not be sitting in double-digit rankings, even though it is a beauty pageant still this time of year. And if you want to say, okay, let's go get the pairwise. No, we're not even knocking on that door until mid-January at least, if even then. No, February. Totally. Well, mid, well, mid-January you start. You start, you start peaking and procrastinating, or progra- uh, pro- whatever, not procrastinating, <laughs> Pro- prognosticating. Words are hard for Jim. Today they are. <laughs> well, you know I'm busy. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've been taking NCHC weekly awards left and right, monthly awards left and right. It's just this uh-huh. team, man. They've got something. Oh, and you tell you what, if you you want to talk about a freshman that plays like a senior, Ryan McAllister. Mm-hmm. We are in good hands. Absolutely. I think first is the real deal too. Well, and I was just literally going to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. Well, yeah, you see, last year it was still. Andy's team, correct, and it's and there's still a couple of layovers yeah. or holdovers, but it's more of a first thing now. He brought in McAllister. Look at that. If he brings yeah. in if he brings in more McAllisters, uh, we are in good shape, and we should have that remodel done at Lawson and all that fun stuff. You know, I'm just I'm just talking right out of my head today. Well, and the ability to hit the transfer portal and get a guy like Cameron Rowe. Oh yeah, I mean he's. You talk about a wild card X factor to this season. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not heard, we are a hockey school. Yes. One of the top. Mm-hmm. So to hit on a guy like Rowe that was disappointing last year at Wisconsin, good the year before, he hit, to have a good goalie, you proved it with Bussy. You have to. And you found something in this kid. And you've got to be on the top of your game in this conference. Yeah, you do. Because we mentioned them, Denver, North Dakota, St. Cloud State. That's realistically with us in that fourth slot. That is, it's going to be any combination of those four on the top four. I just, I, you mentioned it. I don't see Duluth in that top four conversation anymore. No, no, no. Even though they are, I think they're like 19th. They're ranked right behind Western, I think. Well, like you said, it's a beauty pageant. But it's a beauty. Point. But yeah, it is a beauty. Especially this time of year, it's really a beauty pageant. You know, you don't have enough games in to really determine. But it's well, it's just like just like college football. You know. Oh well. And we need a twelve-team playoff. Okay, <laughs> let's talk Bronco basketball. Then let's jump back to college football because I do I do want to talk about something there. But, uh, I am excited to talk so, about this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think we have, may, we may have found something. Yeah, you and I were texting Monday night. Um, Dwayne Stevens <clears throat> taking his new program on the road out to Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is not a basketball haven. Okay? No, and they, but, I don't think they had any returning starters from last year. But it's Big Ten. It's Big Ten. Yeah. They lost by one. 
And to double down on this, one of their best players, new acquired transfer, Trey Maddox, who I'm going to speak about him for a second. I'm going to do some speculating. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, you well you have you have background on him too. Insider information. Right. Well, he's very insider at your old alma mater. Correct. Right. He has behavioral issues. That's why he's no longer at Oakland. Dwayne Stevens is much like a Greg Campy, a Tom Izzo. He's not going to put up with that stuff. Right. So, Jim, I asked Jim. I didn't watch the game, but I had the tracker on my phone and I said where the hell is Trey Maddox? I'm and, not seeing him anywhere on the box score. And I asked Robin, and he had um, no idea. And he had, yeah, he had no idea either. So I'm thinking, okay, he might be out for a disciplinary reason, or maybe he got hurt in practice or whatever. But then he was in second half. So, so I that, we're going to speculate it was probably disciplinary. I maybe, we, but we still don't know. And I don't think you know. I think that's just going to stay in the program only. So. I think so, but. What it tells me is, like I said, much like Izzo, much like Campy's of the world. Yeah. Stevens is building this program on two things, expectations and accountability. Mm-hmm. Two things that you have to have. I have nothing to say on that because you are right. Because for me, for Trey, he went to Cal State Fullerton after uh, Oakland. He's come here. He has behavioral issues. To miss the first half of game one, not a good sign. I hope that things have changed since his days at Oakland and he gets it on the right path. But uh, But for me, that was balls of steel for Coach Stevens. You're on the road against a Big Ten opponent to kick off your season and you sit one of your best players to send a message to rest of that program. Right. Dwayne, you deserve a round of applause, my friend. And it could be a good thing, too. Like could I said, it sent a message to this program. Yeah. Accountability and expectations. Right. Something that I'm sorry this program hasn't had for a couple of years. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I loved what I saw. Step one, go out and play good game, game one. Check. There is going to be growing pains. Let's remember this, Bronco Nation. There are going to be bad games that they lose. It's a new coach. It's a new program. But what we saw on Monday night, that should give you a whole heck of a lot of hope. And, you know, if you really want to do some serious scouting, let me take a look ahead here and try I to... think Trey ended with seven points. You could argue he plays the first half. He might score 20. Right. Ah, let me see, let me see, let me see. But it's hard because you could make the argument, what if he threw off the rhythm of everything? You know, it could have gone either way. It could have been a better performance or a worse performance if he had played the first half. I think I saw on the schedule, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, hold on. Maybe I am mistaken. thought we had one more game against uh, one more um, Big Ten team, or was I just blowing smoke i thought we did too i don't but we think do but we do have iowa state coming up um on sunday uh, december 18th that'd be a good game so so we'll get a little taste of the big 12 there mm-hmm. so and good on stevens for for putting his team to the test putting some hard games on that schedule oh yeah we have wisconsin also we're in madison on the 30th um day before new year's eve 
I love it. It's much like Greg Campy. Go out there and put your team to the test. Right. Are they going to win the games? Probably not. But you know what it does, Bronco Nation? Puts them in a real good position come conference time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I don't care about losing games. Right. Part of the argument about Michigan's football team, too, but we'll just... Hey-o! Hey-o! <laughs> you know, you did, notice how that segue worked out well. Yeah. And I think I think we can pretty yes. much jump um, because the uh, the CFP rankings came out mm-hmm. uh, for this week, and we have uh, Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, TCU at four. TCU, I don't think, belongs, but we'll get back to that in a moment. Michigan, um, I have no problem with them behind Ohio State, right? And they and the way I see it, they they possibly should be because even though Ohio State is beatable, there's no doubt about it. Especially if the weather's crap in Columbus, yeah. Uh, come a couple of Saturdays from now, that that could be right right there what Michigan needs because uh, you keep you keep um you keep um Ohio State out of the air. Mm-hmm. I think there's problems, but that you were talking about um, the Broncos playing Big Ten teams getting wound up, yeah. for the regular season for basketball. Of course, Michigan and football oh, they God, have the, they have they have the they have the or yeah for, yeah thank you. Uh, but Michigan um, for football it was a cupcake priest it was a cupcake uh, you know uh, non conference cupcake I'm- not even a Notre Dame. You know, or or not, or something like that. They had UCLA scheduled, but UCLA backed out for some reason. So they probably filled it with one of the uh, lighter, you know, lightweights. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up. I want all Michigan fans out there to listen very closely. Okay, um, t- t- you can still like me, just hate him, <laughs> okay? Because I know where he's going. This right? is why nobody takes you seriously right now. This is why nobody. Ooh, me? Could, no, I'm saying Michigan. <sighs> okay, thank you. This is why nobody is taking this program seriously right now and considering them one of the top two teams. He took his hat off. He means it. Trust me. Because your 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 team hasn't played anybody yet. Okay, what do you call Penn State? <laughs> no, James Franklin on the road against okay, a top rated right. team. Uh, right. They haven't played anybody, Jim. They've played nobody. That strength of schedule is horrible. You look it up. So this is what I mean, Michigan fans. This is why when Tennessee moved up and I argued with somebody on your page that thought Michigan was a better team than Tennessee. I haven't seen it. I can't give you that. You've played nobody. That's my argument. You have played nobody. Some of you, or some people, have have mentioned that as well, and I and I agree with it. How are we supposed to take you seriously when you haven't tested yourself? You're getting a big test in a couple of Saturdays. To me, that's a team afraid of losing. Test yourself. No, that would be Michigan's hockey team. Hello. <laughs> well, there was evidence that the football team was lying too, so. Just saying. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. As an old account rep here used to say, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen! Let's get to a 12-team playoff. Let's just get to a 12-team playoff. NCAA, let's do this. 12-team playoff. You or, know, or 16, but 12 at least. Nah, I'm going to step you at 12. No. Okay, well, that's 12. When but we 12. first brought this up a couple of months ago, I was even against 12. I'm there now. No, 16. That's too far. Stop. Nope. 12. Because there's hardly ever 12 good enough teams to actually compete. And you and you can't condense the playoff down to four teams, which, which is, you know, pretty much, well, it was a poll, yeah. but now you have the college football playoff ranking system, which... I, I'm not sure if that's even. I know a good. It's like BCS, you know. man. None of it makes sense, right? Um, a- no. anything with initials makes no sense whatsoever. BCS, CFP, oh NFL, <laughs> <laughs> winner! <laughs> oh my gosh! But like I was, I was gonna say, I think you're pushing it at eight to have eight no, good enough teams. Not, well, I think you are. I, 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 Okay, well, you just mentioned it. The team sitting at four, we both have our questions. Do they okay. really deserve to be there? Well, if you go, if you if you kick it to 12, then your top four have a bye. That's fine. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm good with that, too. And, and it should be, you know, if you are if you are by this rating system, one of the top four teams in the country, how valid the rating system is, we don't know. But if you are one of those top four teams, you should get that bye. Into the into the second round, one thousand percent. Not going to argue with you. Yeah, and use use some of your um, bowl games that don't perform well. Absolutely, and jack those up. It's you know the 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 Peach Bowl quarterfinal or Chick Fil A Bowl quarterfinal, whatever you know. Do that. Jim just speaking brilliance today. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no clue. What's in that coffee, Jim? It's actually water. <laughs> it's just water. But I did I did amp up on Monster Hydro earlier today. I think I might still be rushing. I was going to say <laughs> that's probably it. Um, again, we're recording Thursday. Let's just kind of go through the college slate this week. Uh, tonight, Tulsa, Memphis, Georgia Southern, and Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Uh, Friday... Friday. We got Cincinnati and East Carolina, USC at home against Colorado, and the nightcap with our man Petros. Have you heard that guy call a game? Uh-uh. He sounds like our friends that take Adderall. He is just like, like he did some Adderall and drank like three Red Bulls. He is just fired up and ready to go. <laughs> Tune in. I'm telling you, CB. On the CBS Sports Network, it's always a Friday night or a late Saturday night game like the nightcap. I'm telling you guys, tune in. This guy is a riot. <laughs> he used to play at USC as a fullback, I think back in the late 90s. Dude, dude, it's it's electric. You almost watch the game just to hear him call it. And that's the late game? Correct. And he's calling it. That is UNLV Fresno State. I would guess that he's calling it. Okay, what, uh, what network is it? Excuse CBS me, CBS Sports. Okay, and that's what, like a ten thirty. Yep. So, uh, well, I'll get I'll get home for the second half of that. Yeah. If you're out Friday night, just take a listen. It, yeah. It's a gold man. Yeah. Uh, Saturday. 
We talked about them. The Buckeyes at home taking on Indiana. Tennessee going to look to rebound against Missouri. That could be a letdown game. Missouri has played well against top competition this year, including the Bulldogs. You, you don't have a letdown game after a loss. Yeah, you though. do. It's a hangover. Uh, it's yeah. a hangover. You have a letdown game after a big win or an upset. No, it can happen after a big loss, too. Syracuse proved that. It can. You can be completely hungover. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't done that in a while either, so there you go. Yeah, either have I. <laughs> LSU at Arkansas. Let's stop here. Thank you, Tigers. Thank you. Alabama with two losses on the season, and it's not even done. I'll take this one step further. I have never, ever in my life, except for maybe when I was a kid, rooted for Notre Dame. Until <laughs> I, was si- I was sitting at Fletcher's <laughs> on Oakland Drive watching the end of that game, and I'm just like, I can't believe I'm clapping for Notre freaking name. You know what the worst <laughs> part about it is? I bet on Clemson. Well, it's your fault. You're uh, a gambling addict, you. Degenerate. You are um, a degenerate. But I what, what I wanted to say on top of the LSU win this is exactly re- the reason why Brian Kelly left Notre Dame. <clears throat> the ability to beat Saban and put yourself in a situation where you can do something. You know, and he might do something down there. He 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 might be setting himself up for a good run. I think so. You're getting LSU back to where they were uh, years ago. <laughs> and let's juxta- juxtapose this with how they looked to start the season. It looked bad. Uh-huh. It looked dead from the get-go, dead on arrival. But mm-hmm. what he's been able to do to turn that thing around, they could make their way into the CFP. I, he he could start using his accent again. It must be working. Oh, my God. I'm glad you heard that. That was so Oh, bad. yeah. Oh, how could I not? Family. How could I not? I, my God. Between that and Kenny Pick, Pickett's hand size? Come on. Do I listen to I listen to sports talk radio daytime? I know this crap. <laughs> God, family. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue to run this down. I might uh, I might, I might work on a hangover now. <laughs> Notre Dame in the top twenty-five. No, They're won't. sitting at twenty. They're at Navy. Uh, Illinois, who was having a good season, who lost to Michigan <clears throat> State. They're at home taking on Purdue. Uh, Kentucky's got Vandy. West Virginia has Oklahoma, who looks horrible. Maybe this is the start of their downslide. Uh, UConn's got Liberty. MSU has Rutgers coming to town. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, and uh, the guys on the uh, sports station up in Lansing were calling for this to be a blowout. I would love to have this kick them right in the teeth because if Rutgers plays both halves the way they played the first half against Michigan – Sparty's in for a little bit of a surprise. I'm against you on that. I like Sparty, so. Um, well, I'm not, I, but it's not going to be a blowout. I don't think so. No, it's not going to be a blowout. I, I, what, what, I think the line is something like 17. Something like that. Right now? I, yeah. I wouldn't even go that. I, 17, I I'm, might I'm, put my money all day on Rutgers. See, I, Easily. I, I don't touch lines inflated like that. I, yeah, that's scary territory, man. Uh, Duke's got Virginia Tech. Virginia has Pittsburgh. South Florida has SMU. Georgia State has UL Monroe. 
excuse me, New Mexico State's got Lamar, Western Kentucky has Rice, Arkansas, UMass, Houston Temple, Michigan taking on Nebraska. This is a decent game. Number 11, Ole Miss at home in Oxford, Mississippi, taking on number 9, Alabama. Mm. Hopefully they can hand them a third loss. Uh, Clemson looking to rebound against Louisville at home. Penn State's got Maryland, NC State. They've got Boston College, another ranked matchup. Number 17, Tulane. They are at home against number 22, UCF. Uh, Washington Washington State, Arizona State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Troy Army, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota Northwestern, Georgia Tech, Miami, Air Force, New Mexico, Marshall, App State. I'm going to stop go through here. Uh, Number six, Oregon at home against number 25, Washington. Baylor going to look to upstate. Uh, upset number 19 Kansas State at home uh, if you were wondering number one Georgia on the road against Mississippi State another ranked matchup number 18 Texas taking on number four TCU big game for the Horn Frogs uh-huh. now this this one this game right here will determine whether TCU belongs in the top four I think this might be the game of the weekend to watch I think so too what what network what time CB or ABC seven thirty. Um, oh, I'll catch second half. I might have to put money on Texas. Uh. <laughs> uh only three more ranked teams. Twenty three Florida State take it on Syracuse in New York. Number thirteen Utah at home against Stanford, and number twelve UCLA at home and against Arizona. So, and there's your Saturday lineup. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was anything else we wanted to touch here. Um, yeah, we we you guys deserve a shorter pod because we've been burying you for the, about the last month. So you know, uh, we do we do have one thing to get to, which we always save for last. The NFL, wow, the no fun league. <sighs> I saw something online today, and I think I might have to agree with this. And you know, before you before you jump further, I, I think college football is starting to uh, starting to adopt the NFL's tendencies because uh, the pass interference call I saw last night. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> what do you, or not pass interference? Roughing the passer. That and, and oh my god! It, what I think he I think I think the defender grazed. The yeah, quarterback yeah. raised them. No, but you you said it. I mean, even even the uh, the pass interference. I watched Sauce Gardner. He's being heralded for his performance against the Buffalo Bills. There was one play he didn't even turn around, and they didn't call a flag. But yeah, that's great defense, right? But my point is, I don't think the NFL is any good this year. No, it's not. It's not. It's not that it's not good. The product is terrible. There's more parity too. A little, Which can be a, a bad little, thing. A little more parody. I don't like it. From what I've watched, this is crap. I'm not enjoying it. No, it, it, you're, you're. Maybe you're having issues with the fact that the Jets, the Giants, the Dolphins—they're suddenly—they're suddenly good. Yeah, and our Detroit Lions, who had the same opportunities as some of these loser franchises, is still suck. So. Maybe I'm bitter because of that. That I gotta watch the Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks tear their way through the NFL. That's you know, I, I must say something about Geno Smith. Maybe this is the team he needed. 
Every quarterback can be good if they find the right team that fits them. And maybe this is Geno's team. And you have Pete Carroll. Geno must be liking what, what Carroll's doing. He is a much better quarterback, and it's not. I don't think it's a fluke, to be honest with you. I think it's the coaching out of Seattle and and, and the teammates they plays with. I was going to say, I think a big part of it is K-9. When you have the threat of K-9 ripping you up, when you have the threat of Geno Smith ripping you up on the ground, and then they float those passes in. Mm. But it's like, okay, if Seattle can do that with a roster, everybody counted it out. To be one of the worst five teams in the league. Well, you were digging. What, you were you were digging Jalen Hurts a ditch before week one, and look at him. Okay, so then what? What are the Lions' excuse? I, don't don't recycle this to the Lions. You, you, we're talking about the NFL in general, not not one. Yeah, team. but if you're saying there's parity, why can't the Lions do it? I, you know, if I had those answers, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying, and I had a problem with the win. Just it, well, okay. This, look, this look. we've seen this story so look, many times. Well, this is so sol. You come out flat. You look like garbage. You lose a bunch of games in a row, and then you win a game that you had no business winning because you're going to screw up your draft position. Oh, shut so it! So you're going to further yourself into purgatory. They're going to pick somewhere between 12, 10, and fifteen. Not a good enough to pick to what, get the what quarterback. If, what if a miracle happens and they run the table? I don't live on miracles. I don't, because the chances of them running the table are slim. Well, they are. It's I wouldn't say none, but slim is a good word, but still, it's there. If they were closer to 500 and they weren't coming off a five-game losing streak, maybe I'd buy some of your hope that you're selling. But when you snapped a five-game losing streak, and you even said it, Lions fans acted like, that was the get right game, and we're going to the Super Bowl. It wasn't. The no, they did. They did not play well. You won and fifteen gr- but, to nine against a terrible Green Bay team. With I'm saying it right here, right now, Aaron Rodgers is washed. Oh, he is done. Oh, he, like dinner. Oh, he's cooked. So congratulations, you beat a bad team with an old quarterback. With an would old, you like a cookie? With an old grumpy quarterback, who's so set in his freaking ways, it's ugly. So that's just that's all I want Lions fans to remember. Slow down. Let's slow down. Let's take this one week at a time. But stop and acting like you won the Super Bowl. Well, that could have been their Super Bowl this year. You know how the drill is. Okay. So, if you really want a good gauge as to what this Lions team could do the rest of the year, remember you have Buffalo Coming to see you. Just saying. And that's Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And let's see what happens in Chicago Sunday against the Bears. Right. Talk about a team that looks better than your Lions. Well, we, I, I, I think um, Justin Fields found his team. And I like watching him. He is a good mobile quarterback. I, why am I saying good things about somebody from Ohio State? Why am I doing this? I don't care. He actually looks good. He does. Needs to get some of his passes down. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I'll take his legs 24-7, 365. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> I think that's a good place to stop. I think so, too. 
We'll give them 45 minutes today. Why not? There you go. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of get out of here, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care. They offer preventative maintenance for your vehicle. You can book an appointment online at ZolmanTire.com. And you better do that soon because the dreaded W word and the dreaded S word, both of them on their way. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's 70 outside today. It was nice knowing you. Okay, yeah, we've had teases before, but no, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done till Yeah. Right. Sweetwater's Donut Mill, our other sponsor, sign up for Sweetwater's email subscriber list and receive a half dozen donuts free. Yes, I said free. Learn more at sweetwatersdonuts.com. Get signed up for that. Get some free donuts. Uh, weekend slate. Football out of the way. What do we got? We have uh, hockey. Um, actually, we have basketball tonight at home against Goshen College. Um, 6.30 pregame on Jack. 7 o'clock tip. McKinney's in studio. Okay. Hook is or no, Hook is uh, on his way to St. Cloud. And I forget who Robin said was calling the game. But uh, we'll all find out. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night hockey. Uh, in St. Cloud, I'll be here. Hook is there. 8.30, pregame Friday night, 9 o'clock, puck drops. Saturday, more realistic, 6.30, pregame, 7 o'clock, puck drop. Okay. Sunday, we have basketball, and I'm trying to remember who. Who against, because I have to work, and it's I know it's a 4.30 tip, and it is uh, at Valparaiso. Please beat the Crusaders. Yes. Please. Or whatever they call them now, the Beacons or... I think it's Beacons. I think. I I, I think they changed the name. Mm-hmm. They're an old Oakland foe. Take them down, Western. <laughs> That's right. And also, by the way, um, women's basketball, if you want to check them out, um, they don't have anything for the rest of the week. They started off at home. They lost to uh, Loyola, Chicago, uh, Monday night at University Arena. They're back in action on Sunday as well. Uh, or, yeah, Sunday also um, at Michigan State. So they'll get a Big Ten team to uh, get themselves uh, readjusted and, and work on things. Uh, 2.30 pregame, 3 o'clock tip. Carolyn Binder with the call over on 95.5 The Touch. There you go. Your weekend slate of Bronco Sports. Yes, let's get let's let's just let's just get W's through the weekend. Call it good. Yeah, then we got good stuff to talk about next week. That's right. And we will be back on Thursday again as we go through this action stuff. We're right. changing stuff up a little bit. Yep. Now uh, the week of Thanksgiving, um, we need to talk about because maybe that's the week that we just take the week off. Yeah, that might be a spot for us. We need a week off. Yeah. So. so let's let's do that. And and the schedule's a little lighter anyway, and we can you know. We can um, talk about, uh, and besides, we'll have a little bit of a break anyway with football. So yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So so next week, uh, regular podcast on Thursday. Then we're going to take uh, Thanksgiving week off, and then we'll be back the week after that, either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll figure out when. One of the two. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. We'll just. Um, and th- there, there is a possibility. Um, small one, but it's out there. That we may do a live one somewhere. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in the back of your mind. Somewhere where, um, you know, people of Kalamazoo love to go. Uh-huh. 
It's all your fault. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. That's a hint. <laughs> We're going to leave you on that cliffhanger. There you go. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.